0: Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your haunted host, Jennifer, a spirit medium and a storyteller for the ghosts. Dear listener, it is officially spooky season. Happy October. I'm here to crank up the creepy with tales of mysterious staircases in the woods. And as a paranormal podcast listener, if you also peruse the true crime shows, Tonight, you may recognize my guest, Cam, from our True Crime podcast, as she joins me for an in-studio spirit reading, What Would the Spirits Say to Her? And later, What Would the Spirits Have to Say to You? Join me around my seance table, whilst I call a departed spirit close for someone listening to the podcast tonight. And since you're attending, this message may be for you. That's later on in the podcast but first mind your step we're venturing into the forest to explore creepy staircases i have tried to block this memory from my mind due to the nerve-wracking experience about a year ago I was backpacking across Yellowstone National Park along with three of my friends. We were hiking on the Mount Washburn Spur Trail, where another hiker had recently mysteriously disappeared. We were probably four miles into the trail when we decided to venture off we walked around half a mile off course. John wanted to take a bathroom break and he wandered off to find a tree. My two other friends and I heard him call out, so we rushed over. We asked if he was okay and he said, yeah, but look, standing before us about 15 yards away was an almost immaculate white staircase. All four of us wanted to immediately investigate the odd staircase in the middle of nowhere, in the woods. Despite it being clear and blue skies, as we approached it, the world around us turned dark and gloomy. We stood at the base of the stairs, gazing up towards the top. It led upwards about 30 steps. We decided that two of us should go up and two stay down. I unfortunately agreed to go up with John and we told Hunter and Cody to stay put and keep watch. John and I ascended the stairs. The lush and vibrant forest turned creepy and dark. We looked behind us and could see our friends, so we continued ascending. When we reached the small platform at the top, we were practically holding each other due to the atmosphere. We looked around and saw nothing odd until we looked into the trees. There, we saw what looked like creatures straight out of hell, red eyes, long limbs, with twisted and distorted faces. One creature saw us and let out the most horrific, ear-piercing scream. John and I snapped out of our trance and bolted down the stairs. When we reached the bottom, our friends were panic-stricken. Hunter said, you've been gone for two and a half hours. Once you turned back around on the stairs and went up, you vanished. We told them we were only up there ten minutes. Cody looked at his watch and then at mine. There was in fact a two and a half hour difference between our watches. My friends and I rarely speak of this traumatic encounter. I don't know what to think, but I'm sure the stairs and the man that went missing are connected. My family and I took a vacation. We had a cabin, and spent time enjoying each other's company. One afternoon, we were walking through a wooded area, and the kids were slightly in front of my wife and I. They suddenly stopped, and began pointing. We hurried to catch up, and see what they were looking at. There was an open space, and a full set of stairs standing, as though they led somewhere. These weren't outside steps you sometimes find on nature trails. These stairs were like the ones you would find inside a house. They had a wooden banister on either side. We wondered if they had belonged to a house that had worn away around it, leaving only the stairs. But there was no sign of anything, no broken wood, no foundation, nothing. But seeing it out in the woods, far from anywhere, just seemed and felt strange. I did not let the kids climb them. For one, I was afraid the stairs might not hold the weight. We continued the walk and didn't think much of it. After that vacation, my younger son began to have night terrors. Years later, there started to be more awareness and creepy tales around staircases in the woods, and I question what we actually saw. And if the kids had climbed them, what would have happened? I do wonder if the night terrors were it all related. I have traveled back to that area out of curiosity that I couldn't help, and I've been through the woods there, but I can't find any sign of those stairs. I'm still quite an avid Pokemon Go player even though it's not as popular anymore. I always loved how it takes you from place to place discovering new areas. I went to go for a walk with a friend in a local park, and the park was surrounded by dense trees that I had never thought to go into before. After about a half hour of exploring, we were quite deep into the woods and realized we were lost. I wasn't too worried. We still had a pretty strong phone signal, and it was midday. I was looking down at my phone, talking to my friend. He really wasn't replying, so I thought something must be up. I turned to look at him, and I was alarmed to see that he was crying. I started to panic and I asked what's wrong. He said, There's some stairs behind you. I can see them behind you. I know it's ridiculous, but it's scaring me. I sort of laughed, like I was being pranked, but I knew he wasn't lying. I turned to see a staircase. I became immensely curious, and I told him to wait there. He kept telling me not to go near them. I was trying to show him that there was nothing wrong with it. I thought the stairs were strange, but not a threat. I approached them and climbed up. There were about eight wooden steps. They were similar to ones you'd find in an ordinary house, although slightly narrower. The weirdest thing was, they were really clean. When I was at the top, my head felt a bit funny. I experienced the same feeling I get standing up too quickly. It felt like I was floating and that the stairs weren't there. I remember turning around as if floating and looking at the whole forest. Then, I saw what looked like a pale human being that had multiple spider-like legs climb onto a tree and it was peering around looking directly at me with pure black eyes the next thing i knew i was on the ground lying a few feet away from the stairs i rushed back to my friend who had been shouting for me to come back he knew on seeing my expression that something was wrong We ran and luckily managed to find our way out. My friend doesn't wanna talk about that day and I feel really strange about the event. I don't feel scared. It just feels like I experienced sleep paralysis. But that's the only way I can process it. Hello, my dear spooky friend. Do you have a paranormal experience you would like to share? Submit your ghost stories to be read on this podcast. I love sharing true ghost stories, and yours could be among them. Email me your story at speaknow at italktoghost.com. Let's be spooky together.
1: Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghost. My guest this evening is Cam. Cam, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to your reading. How are you
2: doing? I am so excited. I'm great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love it
1: when people are excited because, I don't know, there's something about enthusiastic energy that really pulls it in and and just, it really helps. It, it It makes things
2: vibrate, you know? I have been waiting for this all day this is the highlight of my day probably my week all my work friends know that this is happening too so they're like we can't wait to talk to you on monday no pressure no No pressure pressure.
1: so i was getting a a father grandfather energy Mm -hmm. he didn't seem to like the word grandfather you know he didn't want me to write grandfather like Mm -hmm. it was too formal Mm -hmm. but um your dad passed away
2: he did three years ago august i believe three years ago
1: he is coming in with a lot of kind of easygoing. Hey, what's going on? Yep. Type of yep. energy that would be
2: him. He's very
1: kind of casual. He's kind of mm-hmm. like, what's what's going on? And like, I see him in. It's funny you're wearing a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like he would be comfortable in a hoodie as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Did you ask him to show up? I didn't.
2: I don't. You think didn't. Think. I don't. Because he <laughs> maybe. Normally, Subconsciously,
1: maybe i did okay because normally when someone comes in boom just like that it's because my sitter has asked them to you know but mm-hmm. maybe he's just maybe here I... for you he's definitely coming in with a lot of loving energy bear hug type of yep. brr, kind yep. of practical man casual guy yes uh was he into sports
2: yes very much so <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals football, Mizzou football. Yep. He's like, shout out. (laughs) Yep. Totally. Okay. Um,
1: did did he wear glasses? I'm kinda Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's coming in. Wow, this is so nice. (laughs) Um He he's a very reassuring person. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to feel. Um He is apologizing for the hole this is left in your heart. In your family's collective heart, his passing hmm I think that he really cares about um just how everyone's f- how everyone feels how everyone's doing, and you know obviously wants to say that he is okay I mean yeah. it's a parent if I, he can talk to me, he can talk to everyone you know um I don't know if you know this about him. this is a really weird, particular little thing that and it's funny details can come in and you have no idea what the significance is or not mm-hmm. um did he always use the same soap? Like Irish spring or something like that. Or-
2: <gasps> I was just, that was in my head just now. I swear to you because you I know, do I as it. a little girl. So my parents are divorced, but as a <laughs> little girl, I remember that. Yes. Mm. Like it was like, you would know this. That particular Irish spring. Swear to goodness. Whoa. No, I, I got to write get that it. down. I get it.
1: I absolutely get it. Um, did he teach you how to ride a bike? And seeing you on a bike rather little, but this almost seems like a tricycle type, like that young, um, with your feet up in the air, kind of just having fun. Did you have a slopey driveway uh, or live by a hill?
2: Lots of hills. Like our, our street was flat, but the house was on a giant hill. Um, but grass, not but up above, we had a sidewalk that came from the street above down to our street, and it was a sidewalk, and we'd all take our bikes and go, whoosh. Okay, it. so that's yeah. what
1: I'm seeing, like the whoo <laughs> yeah.
2: going on. I think you worried about that a little bit, but he's like, oh, kids. I was the third, so he was probably like, well, we've made it this far. We're okay. <laughs> right?
1: right? The others survived the lawn darts. It'll yep. be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the theme of water did come up a little bit um i don't know what to connect it to i don't like to guess it felt like a pool
2: he had some ponds behind his house after my my mom and him divorced but he got with my stepmom when i was only 12 so mm-hmm. we would go fishing all the time out there okay and then i took my kids out there too he's bringing up mosquitoes uh we got eaten alive by mosquitoes at his house all the time so we would always have to spray down <laughs> Yeah,
1: when you're talking about the ponds on his properties, like the mosquitoes were a big deal. Yeah, they are.
2: <laughs> and chiggers, we always had to have. My sister would get eaten alive by them.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Dogs? Did he have dogs? Yes, he loved animals. Dogs licking the face is like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> very friendly dogs. Like on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had always. He always. I think he had dogs his whole life. He was showing me the sense of fairness that he had within him um, that he really cared that it, everything was fair kind of like a moral compass type mm-hmm. of type of personality I wouldn't be surprised if he would have been a good lawyer
2: <laughs> I laugh because he'd be right up his alley he likes to, ar- he likes to argue um, uh-huh. but he he was always very tender hearted so that's why he like, loved animals and babies and things like that
1: yeah, exactly. Like he had a sense of what was right. And um but not like a not the type of lawyer who is like, you know, a shark. Yeah. M- more of just a it it would have been good for him. That was a really good um that would have been a good lineup with his personality. Yeah. I'm definitely getting teacher vibes. You you mentioned your teachers. I'm a teacher. But,
2: mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Is Halloween a big deal for you? <gasps>
2: It's my favorite holiday ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you um your your spirituality i feel like like crystals and stuff is cool but mm-hmm. you also kind of feel like oh that's silly i do
2: i do but i respect it it's okay like i respect that it's fine <laughs> it just doesn't yeah
1: right it, it's almost it's almost like you're like uh oh, but no <laughs> yeah just,
2: it's kind of a rock but that's okay <laughs> That's okay. If you're into that, I'm, I support you a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's just funny. It was things that I was just picking up. Was there like,
2: um, at any point, was there some kind of like inflatable raft or something? When I was a kid for Christmas one year, <laughs> this is funny. And I've never seen it before. I Googled it once because it'll pop in my head. It's a giant, um, t- like a, uh, 18 wheeler, tire but the inner tube that goes in it and yes. then they strap stuff on it but my mom got it at a discount so it was sideways so one side was like this big and then the other side was this big but <laughs> so it was like a sort of like an in-house trampoline kind of thing oh crazy yeah, I don't know okay. yeah that's the only <laughs> thing I can think of raft wise but yeah
1: yeah it just seemed like like what is this thing and you know, like exactly- I, I don't mm. hmm okay yeah. okay All right, let me see. What else does he want to say for you? I feel like he really instilled the philosophy that everyone has something to share, like their talents, their personality, their soul, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that he still wants to encourage you to shine as much as possible. Yep. I believe that. He just sees you as the star. Because I am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I like to think I'm funny and that I got that from my dad because my dad was a goofy dumb funny and that's how I am too yeah okay yeah he's bragging about that a little bit yeah (laughs) he did I mean my nickname is a little kid and I think about this and I grew up with it so I didn't think it was weird but it was thermoid pee water what's that mean I don't know but he would always give people nicknames so that was my nickname and I grew up kind of thinking that was normal and then as I got older I'm like what (laughs) what did you call me so yeah that was his personality
1: oh my gosh that's how he was coming in kind of like Tossing his elbows a little bit, like a little bit of a funny walk.
2: Type yeah, of thing. he was just goofy. He was goofy. He would just make those really dumb dad jokes before dad jokes were a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And just it, sometimes it just make you laugh.
1: He's kind of talking about his parents a little bit. Mm. Uh, were they more on the the harsher side of things? Mm.
2: That's a whole can of can to unfold there. Sure. I wouldn't say harsh. I would say, ooh, I don't know exactly what I can and can't say. That's okay. Uh, Abusive. He was the only boy, and he Mm -hmm. had two sisters. When we're talking
1: about his sense of humor, he's like, this is where I got my sense of humor. Because Mm -hmm. not only is it helpful, but it's also where he wanted to view things in life. You know, like that's the mindset Mm -hmm. he wanted to
2: have. Um, I never thought about that, but that totally makes sense.
1: His sense of humor, it was a point of protection for him and that um, it, it kept him safe. It was his bubble. And also, as he moved past that, he realized how important humor and joy is. In Mm -hmm. life and Mm -hmm. to share it with people, to be able to make someone laugh. Yes, he loved that. Was just so important to him because there are so many harmful things you can do to someone instead, you know, but Mm -hmm. to love someone and to give them joy and give them humor was just something he lived his life by. He -hmm. really did. It was very important to him.
2: Yes, I would agree. What a great guy. He's something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we still, we still talk about this stuff yeah, yeah there you go
1: one of a kind Um, he's he's bringing up uh, what's the Heinz Heinz 57 yeah he's calling himself the Heinz 57 like I, I don't know why he's bringing oh that up oh
2: my gosh he loves ketchup loves ketchup I love ketchup it was a thing like we eat ketchup on everything That that just gave me the goosebumps because <laughs> He would eat, I mean, he taught me, like, we eat ketchup on our chicken. We eat ketchup on onions. We eat ketchup. I love ketchup. (laughs) So that's weird. Oh, wow. That's what he's showing me. Yeah. Mm.
1: That's so wonderful. Um, Was there anyone else you were hoping would come through today? Your dad's kind of hogging the stage a little bit, but I love it. poor
2: thing. He misses us. Um, My sister, my sister passed. Okay. Um, I don't know mm. how much information you want me to give.
1: No, no. Was she someone who,
2: how do I put this? You put it any way you want.
1: Okay. She had many sides to her personality. Yes. And some of them she kept really hidden.
2: Yes, totally.
1: Did she have anxiety?
2: I think she did, but it came across differently. Like she always wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, She drank a lot, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of that was hidden. And you yeah. didn't know that because as you grow up, you don't see all that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's some heaviness. There's some density there. Um, yes. With, but um, I don't want you to think she's that way now, but she has to identify herself that way. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it's her. Let me see. Let me see. She was a little unconventional. Very
2: Okay, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. I'm always so delicate when I start. No, you asking don't. You, know you do not have to be. She prided herself on that. So,
1: yeah, she's showing me you couldn't hold her down if you wanted to. She wanted to be everywhere at once. Yes. Okay.
2: Extremely social. We mm-hmm. used to laugh and say she had narcolepsy, but I think it was just because she was so she could never say no to a party, an event, ever. So mm-hmm. she would fall asleep anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever make like blanket forts or something when you were younger?
2: I did, but not really with her. Both my sisters were a lot older than me. So I didn't even really get close to her till I was older.
1: Okay. And she's probably just showing me that she remembers you doing that. Yeah. I feel like overwhelm was a big big deal to her. And she wants to pass along to you, you know, the less worry or the less overwhelm or overthinking you can have in your life, the better.
2: Yeah, she was not she didn't stress about anything. She was late to every single thing always. Right. So she was more that way.
1: Okay. That's the whole not don't worry thing. Mm, Yeah, totally.
2: Okay. Um, she she was the one that said, if it's my day off, why do I have to be somewhere at a certain time? It's my day off. Well, because everybody else, Allison is waiting (laughs) for you. That's why sister. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) I think Mm. I, I think everyone would like to adopt
1: that mentality just a little bit in life, you know, a little less worry, just do, you know, and it'll, it'll fall into place if it's meant to, you know? Okay. All right. Um, I do have a couple messages, Mm -hmm. um, that I want to give you. And, uh, this, I think this is, this makes sense that this part came from your sister, that the world is your playground is is what she's saying and that that sense of it you know just doing everything and mm-hmm. soaking up as much as you can you know the world is your playground reach for new things even if you don't feel like you're lacking there's always something else out there there's always something else out there yep
2: that sounds like her
1: enjoy everything you can is what they just in embrace it enjoy it grab it keep it close and and to keep going just keep yeah. going. And uh, I'm feeling the sense of uh, pride for you. So that they they just have you traveled a lot? Yes. Yeah. Th- just the sense of keep going, keep doing things, keep experiencing, because uh, that's what we're here for. Yeah. You know, and I, I think they just want to encourage that as much as possible right now in
2: in this phase of your life. I like that.
1: Yeah, that resonates for you yeah, right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's true. And that would be her too. So
1: <laughs> wonderful. Um, well thank you so much, Cam, for being with me today. Uh I met with your partner, Jen you guys have
2: a podcast together do you want to plug it let me let that let us all know what it is well jen and i host a true crime podcast called our true crime podcast original i don't know if she explained the name of that but (laughs) yes we um yeah we didn't know what else to call it and after months of calling it what are we going to call our true crime podcast we decided hey let's just call it that um and we have been going five years strong we have a lot of episodes the beginning's a little rough. I mean, you know, you have a podcast. Everybody thinks this looks a lot easier than it really is. Let's yeah, you learn by doing. You do. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody calls you out, which they like to do. Uh, so yeah, but check us out. It's, uh, you know, it's a labor of love, but it's, you know, and and I, we've been best friends since we were 12. We met in sixth grade. so, oh. And now we're, you know, 20-something, wink, wink. <laughs> we're not 20-something. So, yeah, we've been around for a long time. And you're time. on all the popular podcast yep. apps. and You can catch us on all your favorite podcatchers. Spotify, Apple, you name it. We're there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again.
2: No, thank you. This was so fun.
1: And uh, before you go, do you have a personal ghost story
2: you'd like to share? Well, funny you say that. Listener ghost story. So about a year and a half ago, we moved into this house and this house was built in 1947. And I'm one of those, probably similar to yourself, like I want this stuff to happen to me and I can't. And I don't, I've like had deep thoughts, deep conversations with myself saying, what am I doing wrong? Like, why doesn't something come out? So we move in here and it is an old house. It's all, mostly all original um, might, might have some terrible updates but that's another story so i order groceries and this lady comes in and she's like hi so how long have you been here and i'm like oh we just moved in like last week and she's like oh do you like it i'm like well yeah you know i love the neighborhood it's really cute and she's like anything happen so then i was like what what do you, what do you mean anything and i laughed I like what do you mean it's haunted and she kind of smiled and then she got serious and she's like it is haunted i'm like what And so then I was like, oh, okay. So I laughed and I called Jen and I called my friends and I was like, you wouldn't believe this. Seriously, two weeks later, get groceries, a guy comes in, he's like, anything happen? You you know, I used to live here. I'm like, what? And he goes, the cabinet doors open all the time. Eleanor, you've not met Eleanor? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And he's like, there's a ghost that lives there. Her name's Eleanor. She died of cancer, and I guess her husband was a little abusive. That's what he tells me. And they pretty much locked her to one of the back bedrooms. Actually, it's the one I'm in right now, Um, you know, when she was dying, I guess. And I said, no, I haven't, nothing. Uh, No cabinets? No. And he's like, well, she must really like you. So I do have to say, sometimes, like when things are, I'm like, Eleanor, help me. Help me. Help me work this out. But I haven't seen anything there was a loaf of bread that went missing. I swear my daughter can attest to that. But other than that, nothing. So wow. I don't know. I'm open to it, you know. Uh-huh. But so that, far, nothing. That's
1: fascinating. Do you think the first woman who asked you, she knew about the property too? Or was she just sensing something as she walked up? I don't, I don't
2: know because I laugh. Because, of course, I said, <laughs> what is it, haunted? Because, <laughs> you know, it was just a weird question when the grocery person sent it anything happen well we moved in what do you mean anything happen? no no and I just kind of got that I don't know you know when somebody's talking to you and you kind of get a weird vibe and yeah said, haunted um, and then I did talk to the neighbor down the street and he said the same thing because he said like people come and go a lot in this house like every year and a half it's up for sale but we've been here a year and a half and nothing's happened so yeah
1: I like I like your theory that you're in harmony with it I do and- I,
2: I ask her for help because I'm can't hurt right and I'm sure she was a nice person.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope. I, I really do love that because, you know, if anyone else who was in the house, what was their attitude? I'm pretty sure they weren't asking her for help, you mm-hmm. know, and she probably just loves that energy. You know,
2: the, the guy said that uh, his wife would be cooking. And so then I'm like. I'll turn around and be like, where's the pepper? Where's the pepper? So he said she'd be cooking and she'd turn around to like get a dish and come back and the cabinets would be open. And he, and I'm like, no. And he's like, so you haven't missed like a pepper shaker or salt shaker? It hasn't like moved across. And I'm like, no, not that I've noticed. But I'm kind of like, unless I'm not paying attention. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's why ghosts don't come, they don't come and see me. Maybe they do and I don't pick up on it. I don't know. But I want to pick up on it. So Eleanor, if you're out there, come visit. We can have some coffee or something. It'd be fun. Just saying. Absolutely, <laughs> thank you. I'm a dork. Thank you
1: so much. No, thank you. This is so fun. I've enjoyed it so much, too. Thanks again. Thank
2: you.
0: Would you like a free spirit reading with me and record your reading for the podcast? Sign up for your chance to be selected by visiting com slash guest and as an added bonus if you don't want to leave your reading up to chance i'll let you in on a secret there's a discount offer to book a private session with me so you can book a date and time for certain visit italktoghost.com slash guest for more details i can't wait to meet you hello and welcome back to i talk to ghosts i have a message from the spirits this evening So thank you for joining me in the candlelight. Tonight I will be working with Moonstone. I have this lovely Moonstone Tower. And Moonstone is wonderful for enhancing intuition. So that's why I like to keep it close sometimes while doing spirit work. I've grounded and centered. I have a spirit with me. I can smell Windex. She's showing me she owned a cleaning business and she was really good at it. Tireless worker. Tireless worker and had a wonderful sense of humor too. Definitely getting nurturing mother vibes. I think she wants to reach out to her son. She used to cook for you a lot. Just so comforting. You miss her this time of year because the holidays are coming up and she would always cook the big meals. She's showing me some of her physical features. She was a petite woman. Dark, medium, short, curly hair. She is saying that eventually her back really did start to bother her. She used to read... A lot of magazines she was and you would tease her about this about all the gossip kind of celebrity stories that she would follow she said that reading those were better than soap operas her message for you this evening is she's saying you should have more confidence and be adventurous get out there a little bit have fun I wonder if you mountain bike, because she's showing me that, but she's like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean getting out there and just believing in yourself. Confidence in self is what she wants to just instill with you. (laughs) In a very loving, joking way, she's saying you need more friends than just your dog, But it does sound like you have a really lovely dog, so yeah, she just wants you uh, to be a little more social and to get out there a little bit. And if you have an idea about anything, use that imagination to see how it would work instead of how it wouldn't work. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Oh, I see you... I see you writing, note-taking, in a notebook. It feels like you have a lot of ideas and maybe even aspire to be a writer. So explore that a little bit more. Don't talk yourself out of it. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it at that. If this message connects for you please let me know. Please reach out. I would love to know. Thank you. Listen to I Talk to Ghosts for an atmospheric chill and to never feel alone, knowing the spirits are always around you. The autumn months are the perfect time to share and recommend this podcast to your ghoulish friends. Thank you for supporting the show and sharing the spooky. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed the spirit work that I shared with you this evening, as well as those tales of mysterious staircases in the woods. Have you ever had an experience such as that? I would love to hear about it. And when you're done being spooked here, head on over to our true crime podcast and join Jen and Cam as they explore stories of true crime. Creepy stuff. In the meantime, wherever you wander off to in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!